and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. If you know someone with autism, this is an episode you must share with them because we are going to cover AAC. And we're going to talk about how can we use AAC to not only improve communication skills, but also improve speech. We're going to look at the very latest meta-analytic research, and then we're going to say, how do we put this research into practice right now and start creating change today? So the first question we need to ask is where to start. Should you start with low-tech pictures, cards, or should you start high-tech iPad? What is going to be most beneficial for the children? Well, what the research finds is that any AAC improves speech outcomes. So I know a lot of parents are concerned like, oh no, I don't want you to use AAC. I want you to work on speech. This could hinder their speech. So instead of talking, they're going to use a print or they're going to use buttons or pictures. We want them to learn to talk. And they're like, wait, 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 let's do wait and see. Well, the research indicate, and when I'm talking about research, I'm talking about 25 studies in AAC that was just reviewed in 2021. I'm going to say that not only does it improve communication, but it improves speech. So it's going to improve speech outcomes. So start with AAC on day one. That's what the research tells us. The second thing we want to look at is what type of AAC improves speech outcomes. Now, the research indicates that sentence strips, so if you think of something like picture exchange communication system, the level four, the sentence strip level where the child points to the word as spoken and then they get the surprise reward or they point to I see blank in order to comment. This is very powerful. This is where there's an increase in speech outcomes is at the sentence strip level. So where else is there an increase in speech outcomes? There is also in the voice output communication aids. So we're talking about the tablets or the iPads that have the programs on there, such as Proliquo, such as Lamp for Life, such as Touch Chat, in which the child presses the button and outcomes speech. So we know that low tech and high tech both improve speech. The question we wanna ask now 
is which one does more. Is it better to go low tech or high tech to improve communication gains? Well, the research, and this research is really great research, that was recently done on 35 preschool age children with autism. They randomly assigned them in which they either had the symbols on a picture and a sentence strip, or they had the symbols on a tablet in which the child pushed the buttons instead. What did they find in terms of communication gains? They were equal. There was no difference. So the picture cards was just as effective as the digital iPad device was. Now, the same research has been found in terms of paper storybooks compared to digital storybooks. It's not that the child is interacting with the screen. The child is interacting with the adult. The storybook is seen on a screen instead of on a piece of paper. The interaction doesn't change. Either it's on paper or it's on a screen, but it requires an adult partner. It's not child-to-screen interaction. It's child-to-communication partner, child-to-adult, with the screen acting as the medium. It's the same thing as the paper and the cards. So the research indicates the communication gains are equal. What about the speech gains? Equal. So what that tells me is there really is no benefit to pictures and cards. And that's because when you're looking at a device such as Lamp for Life that's really robust, you're looking at 5,500 words in there that are highly frequent that grow with a child throughout a lifetime and that never move and never change. That's very important because when we're using our own technological devices, like your computer, if you ever want to tell someone where our program is, it's easier for you to just go and show them where it is because you've learned through muscle memory. You've learned from motor planning and movements that you've done over time that it's like, press here, go up four notches go to the right, go down three notches, and there's my calculator. I can't tell you what the symbol looks like. I can't tell you how to get there, but I can move and I can say move and I can show you really quickly. So that's the way these broad-based devices are working is you have this robust vocabulary. You have many different pragmatic communication means in which you're not just requesting, using communication for a variety of purposes, and it can grow with the child. It's just like, okay, well, do you see adults walking around with textbooks with their 30 most favorite things inside of it? Where's the growth in that? So when you're looking at where to start, why wouldn't you start with the iPad? When you look at what are the benefits from the pictures and cards, the benefit might be cost, but I encourage you to look at your local county and see if you can do what I do and loan out an iPad with Lamp for Life or any other robust system for free. Yeah loan it out for free and you can do long-term loans. Right now, I have from my local county 13 iPads that I'm loaning out and that are getting great use for my students. But why is that? Because I'm starting with broad-based communication. 
In the past, I would start with the picture exchange communication system because that's what they were doing in the classroom. That's what they were doing in ABA. And I started at the sentence strip level because the sentence strip level is the level in which you see the improvement in speech outcomes. And I think that speech is a continuous motor movement. We don't walk around speaking in single words. After seven months of age, the research indicates that children benefit from connected speech more than one word utterances. So I've always started at the sentence strip and broke the rules when I used the packs back in the day. But today I'm saying, let's start with broad-based devices. Let's give them the good stuff. The research indicates there's no uh, benefit to having the pictures in the sentence strip other than it's cheaper. So if we can find a way to get our hands on these devices, either through insurance or through your school districts for free, it's worth the extra effort. Give them top shelf. So that is a little bit more on the research on AAC, but now let's talk about how are we gonna manipulate these devices? Pointing. Pointing matters. Pointing is very, very powerful. And consider how can you incorporate pointing into AAC because the research indicates that children who point more are also children who talk more and are also children that are having greater outcomes later on. Now, not all points are created equally. If I point because I want something, that is less predictive of communication outcomes, much less predictive than if I point because I'm showing you something, to comment, to make a statement. So what we wanna do and how this works into our therapy is I never ever use the carrier phrase, I want, ever, ever, ever. And instead what I use is look at. So if you're a member of my CIS group, I'm gonna be sending out this as one of my bonuses this week, the look at sentence strip. Now what I do with look at, and the reason I use look at is because language is very powerful. It's a container of thought. Is that what I find is if I teach the children look at, these children go on to comment. So then we're walking by the window, they're saying look at the tree, look at the cars, look at the bird. And that's because I use the look at instead of I want. It actually fostered language being the container of thought that it is. It fostered commenting instead of requesting. And commenting is the golden apple of communication. It's the most single most prognostic indicator of greater outcomes at elementary age, commenting early on. We want to see commenting. The more, the better. So we're looking at the next piece of research on the point is that children that are infants that haven't developed speech yet, they get a lot more verbal responsiveness from others. So they looked at research of children in nurseries and those who pointed more were talked to more. So not as only the point is transactional, it's more indicative of the child speaking more, it's also more indicative of other people speaking more to the child. So you have the Matthew effect in which those that are blessed, those that are pointing, are also going to get greater input than those that are not pointing. Now, let's put this research into practice. So what are you going to do on Monday morning, knowing all of this research that, A, whether it's put on an iPad or whether it's put on paper and pictures, it's equally effective. B, we also know that the point matters. 
C, we also know that voice output communication devices and the sentence strip, level four of picture exchange communication strips, not the others, is attributed to greater gains in speech. So knowing all of that, how are we going to put this together? Now, I'm going to challenge you to look at treating the multifaceted disorder that autism is, is not an either or proposition. Too many people see autism in a black and white manner in which they think this is the correct way, this is the only way to work with autism, and this is the wrong way. I couldn't disagree more with that approach. You must have an eclectic approach if you're working with children with autism. The answer that I have to any child I've worked with with autism is the best approach is D, all of the above. And what I want you to do is what the Bhagavad Gita said. My favorite quote is as a speech language pathologist or as a parent or as a therapist or as a teacher, I want you to live life like a swan. Swallow what nourishes you and spit out the dirt. When it comes to the pecs, this sentence strip is not going away. I'm keeping the sentence strip. Thank you very much. And I'm going to talk about why in just a moment. When it comes to this voice output communication aid device, I'm keeping this. Yes and yes. I want it all of the above. Now, let's talk about what that's going to look like in intervention and why. I find that when I use the voice output communication aid device, which is what I'm starting with now from day one, I know the research. I know that they, VOCA has a lot more for this child that I can offer, a lot more pragmatically in which the child has multiple means to communicate than this picture and sentence strip. So day one, we're starting with this, but I want this sentence strip and I'm going to tell you why. What I find with the sentence strip and the teachers I worked with, we've taught so many children to talk using the sentence strip because many children with autism learn to read before they learn to talk or they learn to read as an avenue in learning to talk. So with the sentence strip, there's a kinesthetic way in which they're learning to talk. So a lot of them will point to this look at and they'll go, uh, eh, and they make sounds with the finger point. And that's because of entrainment. The body is connected to the speech mechanism. So if you've ever seen a child, for instance, cut, you, you see their mouth open and close as they cut. Or if you see a child draw, you might see the tongue go around with the fingers and, and around goes the tongue with the fingers. Or if you see them carrying something, you see them closing their mouth as they have their fists closed. So the fingers are very connected to the mouth movement. So this is very important. It's almost a kinesthetic way in which children learn language through movement and that the stimulation of the finger point and tapping is also stimulating their vocal mechanism to produce speech. So this is a kinesthetic way of learning language. I'm not really getting that with the voice output communication, but I'm getting something different. The children that I'm using this broad-based device with are repeating the phrases that I've embedded in this, de this device. So when they press play, it says, let's play. The children are saying, let's play. When they press eat, it's saying, let's eat. The children are saying, let's eat. So you get the point. They're learning the language and it's coming out at a later time. So what that tells me is it's not really kinesthetic, it's auditory. 
They're pushing the button, and when they do, they hear the words. And they hear the words over and over and over and over again because they're pushing the button. And I'm hearing the phrases that are most frequently used. Look at that, which we use, of course, a lot in therapy. Look, because that's a comment. Look at that. Look at that. And that's because we've focused on it. That's because they've had a lot of repetition with it. And that is what is coming out of their mouth. So I'm seeing speech develop kind of asynchronously when I use the iPad. And that is coming out at a later time. It's coming out at an appropriate moment and a contextually appropriate situation. It's just at a later time. When I use the sentence strip, I'm finding that it's coming out at the same time that they're tapping, the speech is coming out. So the way I look at that is in one way, I'm teaching speech through an auditory means. They're kind of being auditorily bombarded in the sense that they use it over and over and over again and hear the same phrase over and over again, which is good because that allows them enough repetition to build a motor plan, to build the motor programming, to execute. But they also, with the tapping, they're kinesthetically learning language. So if there's anything I know about speech development in children with autism is that it typically doesn't develop naturally. And that's because of neurological and physiological differences. So what I say is empty out every tool in that toolbox to give them a multi-sensory, multi-modal learning experience when it comes to speech. Give them the all of the above approach. The all of the above approach is awesome for children with autism. So the all above approach, this is what it looks like. <sighs> I have a movement activity. If you're in my CIS membership, you know these movement activities. They arrive every Friday in your inbox. They're awesome. I have a movement activity. The child requests to engage in the movement activity. Maybe they say, let's play. Then we pick something out of the box, a picture, because we're playing a game. Then out of that feely box, they found what they're going to find, their treasure. And this is an emerald I have in this example. They put it on this look at sentence strip. Then they get to read the magic sentence strip. Look at green emeralds. So then they're going to take that sticker and they're going to go find the green emerald and they're going to put it in the treasure box. They're going to come back and check their checklist and say the green emerald. Do I have language multimodally teaching it and improving speech? Yes. They've heard it. They've tacked it out kinesthetically, the speech. They're reading the words, capitalizing on their visual scanning abilities, and their visual strengths. And that is how we're going to improve speech outcomes. I also use gestures, by the way, when I say, look, look at, we say the word. This is what an all of the above AAC approach looks like. I think you might be asking, well, wait a minute, Kelly, when someone uses their AAC device, you should immediately respond. And I'm going to say the research we've done is on eight children. We did research on that. And we found that what happens if you wait five seconds and respond? Will the children still make gains in the AAC? Will the children talk more or talk less? We found it was equal. Whether you immediately responded when a child used a sentence strip or whether you waited five seconds and then responded, it had they made equal gains in communication. They made equal gains in speech. They made equal gains in pleasurable vocalizations. There was absolutely no difference. 
So I'm saying, take that five seconds, take out the sentence strip, look at, add on whatever that is that your toy and your movement activity sticker. Go ahead and go on the way, give them everything. So what I'm saying is that is what best practice looks like. Best practice is not an either or proposition. It's going to say, I'm going to take that and I'm going to take that and I'm going to take that and I'm going to combine them all. In doing so, I'm going to get exponentially greater gains. Does that make sense? Take all of the active ingredients and combine them. That's when the fireworks occur. So I want you to take all of this information. You know what to do. Roll up your sleeves and make the world a better place one child at a time. You're always going to be first.